If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Now today we're going to talk to Neil Davis. It's fantastic for you to be here, Neil. Thanks for your time. How are you today? Oh, good. Thanks, sir. Great to be here. Oh, look, really looking forward to talking to you. I'm going to read a little bit of information about Neil. So Neil's philosophy is a bit different to popular horse trainers. While they use fear and dominance, Neil uses trust and confidence and understanding. He believes teaching every horse every step of the way. Training horses is in Neil's blood. He grew up learning from his father and his grandfather and worked with horses and cattle every day. By the time Neil was a teenager, he'd ridden more horses and more miles than most people ride in their lifetime. By the mid-1980s, he was travelling around USA, Australia and New Zealand giving clinics and exhibition, uh, wowing crowds in his horse training ability. And then fast forward to 2011, Neil was growing more disgusted about the trend of chasing terrifying horses in the name of training, so he sat down and wrote a book everything that horses has taught him over the last 50 years. So that book was released in 2013 and had more than 8,000 copies have been sold to all corners of the globe. And today Neil's going to talk and share his knowledge just about horses and about things that he's learned in his time with horses. So Neil, we normally start off with a favourite quote. Have you got a quote you could tell us about? Well, I don't have a quote as such, but I guess my basic thing that I always say is that the horse is never wrong. Your horse never does the wrong thing. He only does what he's learned or, or what he sees as being easiest under the circumstances. So mm-hmm. I think that forms the basis of of how I think, that the horse is never wrong. The horse is always correct. Okay. I think that's an important message for people to remember too, that the horse is never wrong. So, Neil, your your background, you know, you you grew up from your father and grandfather working with horses, working with cattle. But how did you get into the teaching and the clinics and things like that? You know, were people just asking you, did it just grow? Or did you see someone that inspired you and you thought you could do that? How did you start with that? Well, I I worked um, from the age of about 20. Uh, I used to start horses under saddle back in those days, back in the 70s. It was a hard way to make a living. The only way you could make a living out of horses was... um, you know, taking horses to start under saddle. Yeah. And uh, and I did that for oh, 10 or 15 years. And actually, I had an injury that's got nothing to do with horses. It made going out riding horses all day, every day, um, became impossible for me. So I just looked at, you know, I thought, well, I've got to do, do uh, I'd like to have a say on this subject. And, and I just started, back then I made some videos and, and was, one of the first to be uh, selling videos, and then mm-hmm. from from that we got into doing clinics and whatever. Yeah. Yep. 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 
So just thinking about that, I mean, obviously your father and your grandfather influenced you quite a bit. Is there anyone else that you'd like to talk about that's influenced you? I think my, my biggest influence have been the horses I've worked with. I don't think there's anyone that, that I certainly didn't learn what I know of, of anyone else in particular, but um, just going out in the yard every day and, and having to work with 10 or 15 horses day after day. Mm. Um, and not only that, I always had the idea that there must be a way around every horse. I didn't think every time, you know, people, even today, a horse, they take great pride in watching, saddling a horse up and it bucks around and they flap something at it and think, hey, gee, isn't this great? Every time I see a horse buck or every time I had a horse buck when I was starting on the satellite, I saw it as a failure. I thought, what have I done wrong? Why is that horse frightened? Why is he bucking? And that's how how you learn. You don't learn by just saying, well, that's got to happen. That, that, that should be accepted. But in in my mind, that, that should never be accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and yep. that, you know, I just went out every day trying to find a way and trying to work out how we could get around every horse. And that, that's how, what, what's got me to where I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure, you know, during your clinics, you've, you've met a lot of people, but... When you meet someone, you know, and I'm just thinking about someone young who says they're really keen, they want a career with horses, but what sort of core skills or character traits does someone need to be to commence this type of career? You know, what sort of person do they need to be? Well, <laughs> that's a hard one. I think, you know, I think I wrote once you, you've got to be pig-headed to the, to the point of, uh, um, you know, madness at times and you've got to be, uh, soft and, and, and gentle, but you've got to know when, when to be both, and that's the most difficult part. But I think that the hardest part is um, someone, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to work with horses, I want to, you know, I want to be a horse person. But it's really the, the dedication. Not many people really want to dedicate the time and effort needed, and I don't think people realise just how difficult um, a game it is, you know, and you've really got to dedicate yourself to it and, and um, put, in, put in the the hours and the time. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. overnight, that's for sure. Yes, because, you know, I know that on your on your bio you said that, um, you know, as a teenager you'd ridden more miles mm-hmm. and more horses mm-hmm. than most people ride in their lifetime. And, but I'm sure you look back now to when you're a teenager and think, well, I've learned a lot since then. So the the time that you spent since a teenager is more over and above what most people spend uh, with horses in their lifetime. Probably. I mean, we used to... Um my father had cattle in on a bush run and, you know, school holidays and weekends we'd often be, you know, spent down and camping in the bush and looking for cattle and mustering and what have you and, mm-hmm. and not many people today have that, that sort of life, I guess, you know, and um, it, it's a different world today. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably an unusual way to be brought up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, we're, uh, we're lucky in, in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, so I don't know how you replicate that, but that's, that's life, you know. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. 
So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. You know, thinking about horse people though, you know, thinking about um, someone who might stand out above the others. You know, what makes you, what have you got that other people don't have that makes you stand out above the others, you know, or, or other, you know, usually talk about top competitors or specialists, but for someone to have that special gift with horses, what makes you be like that? What makes you want to put in the time to learn about horses and to go that yeah, bit further than everyone else? Yeah, I, I don't, can't really answer that. I, I just know that um, all I wanted to do when I was young was, was work with horses and, and try and, I found uh, great um, mental, I still do great mental pleasure in, in working with a horse and getting into his mind and 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 getting cooperating and 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 teaching him and that that's what I find that very satisfying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I would, if someone said to me, "What sets you apart?" What sets me apart is the way I think, and and thinking that that there is. There must be a way around every horse, and mm. and having having some empathy. How, how I don't understand how people can sit and watch some of these competitions, what have you, where where tarps are tied to horses and they're bucking around, and I, I just I can't bear to watch it, and I don't don't understand how people can watch that and think it's it's right and and good, and and you, unless you've got that empathy, I can't give it to you. But you know, surely mm. people mm. must start to. to to see that, you know, and that's all I'm trying to say to people. There's no need for all that, you know. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably that's what sets me apart, I guess. Yes, yes. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm sure, Neil, that you would have come across many horses, many, many horses and many standout horses, but is there one horse or even a bit of a case study of a horse that stood out for you during your career? Oh, we had some, um, we had one particular champion camp after called Bigger that, um, won a lot of camp drafts back in, in the seventies and early eighties, and um, and it was great. You know, we won working classes and all sorts with him. He was a champion horse, and and you know, there are horse horses that for whatever reason, are, you know, he had um, outstanding ability and outstanding temperament, mm-hmm. and they're, they're unusual. They say you're lucky if you get one in your lifetime, and um, I was lucky to have him back then. And I, I, um, we had a couple of others as well, but. I don't, you know. I, I, you know, sometimes read someone said, "Oh, one horse taught me, taught me this or taught me that." I think, you know, one horse teaches you, teaches can only teach you so much. Yeah. And it, it's the hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of different horses that 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 have taught me that I've worked with. That, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I think it, think it's the, the multiples that that really taught me. Is that your proudest moment, you know, winning camp drafts or is it more focused on getting through and connecting with horses and, you know, having that influence over a horse's behaviour? What's your proudest moment? Oh, I'm, I'm satisfied or proud every time I work with a horse and he changes his attitude and he starts to relax and, and try and cooperate. I, I find that very, very, very satisfying and, and um, that's what, what keeps me going, I guess, is the um, satisfaction of getting when a horse really starts to understand and, and become confident that that's yep. I think that's what um, I think, you know, winning ribbons and, and what have you and winning events only plays to our ego. What mm-hmm. we should be doing is, you know, some people, you know, we've all seen and would 
my father used to say some people would cut their ears off if they thought I'd win them a ribbon, but mm. it, it shouldn't be about that. It should be about, you know, someone who, d- who didn't get a place but he's happy to ride their horse and their horse is happy with him. I think that's, yep. that, that, that should be the important thing, you know. Sure, sure. Thinking about you going out and doing clinics and teaching and everything else, and money aside, because money's always, you know, a problem. Um, well, it's not always a problem, but everyone comes across money challenges. But other challenges to get you to, I suppose, have people understand your ways. What do you think is the biggest challenge along those lines? Well, getting people to think, uh, you know, getting mm-hmm. people to understand. And, um, you know, a lot of so-called horse people, are, I don't even bother talking horses to them because they're just on a different wavelength. And... The biggest challenge to me is, is getting through to people that, that um, the whole thing is about building your horse's confidence, going to your horse, showing him what you want. It's not about respect or or leadership or any other of these things. Because all, all if if you think if your thinking's flawed, then then you'll use that flawed thinking to put too much pressure on your horse or blame your horse when things go wrong. Oh, he doesn't respect me, so I can. I've got a license to, to put more pressure on or I've got to be his leader and show him who's boss. So, you know, um, we should all be... The hardest part is to get through to people that, no, that's not the case. It's, it's go to your horse, be nice to your horse, mm. show him what you want yep. and, and change your whole way of thinking is very, very difficult and that's what I find okay. the hardest part is, yeah, is getting people to think. So I'm thinking about, you know, if you go out and do a clinic or do a workshop, just something common, you know, if you come across and go, right, I'm doing this workshop, I haven't seen any of these people, I haven't seen any of the horses before, what's a common fault that you see with the riders, the trainers, handlers, and how can that be fixed? Well, the biggest problem is that people are on the wrong, wrong wavelength. They're thinking okay. about the, the things, things that don't matter. Um, you know, people say, oh, keep your heels down, keep your hands there, do this, do that. Meanwhile, the horse is just wandering around doing what he wants. The hardest part for people is to, to concentrate on the horse. The horse thinks very, very simply. All he's thinking about is where am I moving? If I move over here, I can get closer to that horse. I can speed up on this side of the circle. Meanwhile, the person's riding around thinking about their heels and their hands and everything else. So the hardest part is to get the people to think on the same wavelength as the horse. And once you do that, you're on the road. But mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you're not concentrating on your horse and... And that's the hardest part is to, to think all the time you're with your horse, not just some, not just when you're riding him or, or whatever, even when you're brushing him or cleaning out his stable or whatever you're doing. Every time you're near him, you're teaching him and you've got to be thinking on the same level as him and that's very, very difficult to do. Okay, okay. Have you got travel coming up? Have you got clinics coming up? What can we? What have you got coming up in the future? No, I haven't. I'm not doing a lot of clinics anymore. We just got back from America where we did some... Uh, and presentations at the Equine Affair in Ohio. Okay. And, um, and um, a couple Just of tell, tell us a little bit about the, the um, you know, your trip overseas then. Oh, yeah, we just um, did some presentations there. Mm-hmm. The, uh, quite, a, quite a big event in, in uh, Ohio. There's, I don't know, there's a couple hundred thousand people come through over four days. And, yeah, I just went through the basics of, of trying to – and what I found is that there's a whole um, – People, people are ready for for what I'm what I'm saying. I guess I'm, I'm, it's a bit of a crusade. I'm saying to people, look, you know, 
go to your horse, rub his head, be nice to him, you know, and you'll get a change of attitude from your horse. And and it was quite satisfying that, that there is a, a lot of people who are interested and in, in are, um, are looking for a better way than the traditional what's been sold as, as natural horsemanship or whatever. Pe- people are, are realising that that's not, not the way to go and, and they are looking for, for a kind of way for their horse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're going to summarise your philosophy, you know, would it be along those lines? I'm sort of thinking if you summarise your philosophy almost into a, a lesson just in a sentence or two, is that what you'd say? Or you tell me. Well, my, my philosophy is, is very, very simple. The horse is very simple. Yep. And and instead of trying to, to dominate him or be his boss, whatever, my philosophy is go to the horse, show him what you want. If, if whatever you're doing is not working, then that's your fault. Mm-hmm. And basically, you've got to learn to, to blame your horse and not blame yourself. And it's about building confidence. It's not about desensitising or, or do this or, or, you know, it's about going to your horse, building confidence and showing him what you want. What mm-hmm. you've got to remember is every time you go near your horse, you're teaching him the lesson. You can't tell your horse, oh, I'm having a lesson now, but now I'm desensitising you and that's different to a lesson. That's just nonsense. It doesn't work. You can't tell your horse that. So... My philosophy is go to the horse, show him what you want, give him the answer before you set him, set him a problem and build his confidence. And it's as simple as that. Very, yeah. very simple. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and always blame yourself, I guess. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's good. Now, Neil, for people who'd like to buy a copy of your book or get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Should they go to your website? Um, is it yep. Fear, Fear yep. Free Horse yep. Training? So is yeah, it, they can yeah. go to my website, mm-hmm. horse training.com. We've got a contact thing there, and you can look through the um, books and the and the online clinics. We've got the uh, handling file clinic and starting under saddle and fundamentals, and um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, have a look at that. And yeah, all the information's there. And there's about oh, nearly 200 blogs and articles for free that you can oh, that's read. Good. There. That's good. Yeah, so yeah. There's a lot of information there. Yeah. All right, no, that's absolutely brilliant. So thank you, and thank you again for your time to. To come along. So if all your contact details are on the fearfreehorsetraining.com. They'll also be available on horsechats.com slash Neil Davies or else just go to horsechats.com, search for Neil, search for Davies and you'll come up with the right page and your contact details will be on the bottom of the page. So thanks, Neil, for chatting to us and um, hopefully we might get to come back again and, and talk a little bit more detail about your book, which would be really good. No worries. Thank you very much and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.